Good morning, and welcome to Look and Feel Your Best with Dr. Patrick Flaherty. Dr. Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. He has four offices in Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs, and Cape Coral. I'm Gina Burge. Good morning, Dr. Flaherty. Good morning, Gina. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank Good. you very much. Good. Had a nice little, uh, another little cool front come in this weekend. Yes, so. it's always, I appreciate that very much. We have plenty of hot days down here, yeah. so no complaints about the sun and warmth, but it's nice to have a cool, yes. you know, a little cool break. Hopefully it won't be the last one. You know, we always get teased mm. with this one little one before the oppressive heat really hits. So. Yes, yes. I don't know why we always talk about the weather on this show. I think because because it's the weekend and <laughs> it's on everybody's, you know, uh, forefront center of attention. Yes. Uh, but we are, you know, at Azul Cosmetic Surgery Medical Spas, um, you do a lot, of, a lot of things here. And one of the things you do is keep up with the cutting edge technology. We talk about technology a lot and, and how it's really changed your practice or helped your practice evolve. Maybe not change it, just evolve. Yeah, continue to evolve. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It is. It's just, uh, it's like an, un, it's, kind of like a, a river flowing it's just constantly kind of moving and changing and evolving yeah mm-hmm. so when you even even with that uh, you know in your in-office procedures like we, we talked about lasers and and so many things it also uh, translates into and goes over into the surgical realm as well right right yeah and I think sometimes that's uh you know maybe missed uh on people is that um you know although we have all these great technologies and new techniques we do in the office and it is is true we're able to do more and more sort of in the office in the non-surgical realm from everywhere from skincare uh, which has been of course enhanced with things like uh, you know the hydrofacial and skin pen um, to you know injectables liquid facelift fillers botox um, and many of the technologies like bbl to lift brown spots and red spots off the skin non-surgically just within you know office procedure with no downtime um, to, you know, um, surgical procedures. So, uh, and even, you know, minimally invasive procedures like InstaLift using uh, these absorbable uh, sutures to help lift the face, which is a really nice technique uh, for a non-surgical lift to the cheeks and jowls. Um, but surgery has, at the same pace, you know, continued to advance and evolve. And, and maybe we don't talk about that as much, but, but we should, um, because, you know, there are certain things that can only be accomplished with surgical intervention. So, you know, we go from, you know, non-invasive, uh, you know, the, the pyramid of rejuvenation starts with the base of non-invasive procedures, and then the middle of the pyramid is minimally invasive, and then the peak of the pyramid is surgical rejuvenation. And in, the, in that top of the pyramid, you know, um, some of the procedures may sound the same as a traditional or older procedure, but in many ways they're different. For example, brow, brow lifting, you know, an old style brow lift was what we call an open brow lift where they would make large incisions in the scalp to release the skin and then tighten the brow and remove extra skin. And it was a, a big operation, as you might guess. And, uh, you know, not really appealing to patients because of the large incisions, even though they were hidden in the hairline, everybody got numbness and had itching along the incision as it healed and, um, you know, was just not that appealing from a patient perspective and even from a physician perspective because, it you know, it was a fair amount of cutting and suturing and uh, time-consuming procedure. And now we do brow lifts endoscopically. So, you know, we use the term endoscopic brow lift because that's important. Uh, you know, they're... Some people still do the open brow lift techniques, and there's some occasion where that 
may make sense if you're trying to shorten the forehead or some other very specific indications. But for the most part, the endoscopic lift is a superior operation. Now we just make tiny incisions hidden in the hairline. No skin is removed, and we're using special instrumentation to release the forehead and lift it. And we can lift and shape the forehead very accurately now because we use internal fixation again which we didn't used to do it used to be just like a skin lift now we can do internal fixation using a little device called an endotine which attaches to the bone and attaches to the scalp and will hold the brow in the exact position the height shape and contour that we choose um, and then uh, the brow will seal down in that position so it's really elegant because we're you know basically freeing up and lifting the brow in the forehead and shaping it to the desired shape you know, height shape and contour and then it will stabilize in those positions on its own um, and those little endotines are absorbable. They just go away. They shrink and disappear over six months to a year, um, and then they're gone. So, again, you could say, oh, well, that's a brow lift. Yeah, but it's totally different than the historical brow lift. This is a endoscopic lift, which is minimal, you know, minimal incisions, and uh, it's a very quick procedure and much less downtime, mm. uh, much quicker recovery. Right. So um, it, it's uh, it's brow lift in name only, you know, the, yeah. and that's why it's important to, you know, use the term endoscopic brow lift, which, you know, you know, uh, kind of underscores the fact that you're doing this through tiny incisions and using an endoscope to visualize the anatomy um, rather than opening up the tissues. You know, it's kind of like an open versus closed procedure. This is kind of a closed procedure because you're not actually making large incisions and, and lifting up the skin. You're just making small incisions and using a endoscope underneath the skin to visualize the release, um, which is really, you know, a, a modern and high-tech and very effective procedure. Yeah, so when you when you say endoscope, if there are people who aren't haven't really don't know a lot about medical terms, that's basically like a little tiny camera, correct? Right, it's a little camera, and it's, uh, you know, almost like a long, thin pencil. Even the endoscope is narrow, smaller than a pencil, um, but the end is... Uh, a lens and so when you pass that little wand under the skin you know this is just like arthroscopic surgery for orthopedics you know it's basically a camera attached to a very mm -hmm. tiny little instrument that can be slid in through a tiny little incision and that allows us to visualize um, the anatomy and and manipulate the anatomy um, without having to really open it up and see it directly with your eyes because you're seeing it indirectly. And what's interesting is the fiber optic systems are so amazing now with the lighting and the, the clarity of the cameras and you can magnify things to several times their normal you know, size. So you're looking at it at a monitor and, and structures that are very small and delicate can look very, very big with the aid of the endoscope and magnification. And so it really allows us to see the anatomy better than mm. if you were directly looking at it because you have the benefit of the, um, the optics and the magnification uh, of the endoscopic equipment. And that's a great example of how technology has evolved for you because uh, I would have never thought probably years ago that something used uh, to help replace knees and shoulders and those types of things would ever be used cosmetically for on the face. Yeah, yeah, interesting, right? And uh, when the endoscopes were first uh, introduced for the brows, you know, again, in the beginning, any pioneer is always like, oh, well, that doesn't make sense. That's not going to work. But it does make sense. And in fact, it does work. And hmm. there were a lot of holdouts that people didn't want to change because it did take, uh, you had, you know, there was some learning involved. You know, you go from, a uh, traditional surgical procedure where you make a large incision and you open things up and you can see it directly with your eyes to something where you're, 
you know, these endoscopes and equipment are underneath the skin, but this, you know, but the, it's not opened up and you're relying on looking at a screen and man- manipulating your hand. So there is a learning curve with endoscopic surgery. And that's true for everybody from the general surgeons to the orthopedic surgeons to everybody that uses endoscopes is um, getting used to, you know, looking at a monitor, seeing, understanding what you're seeing and being able to move your hands in a way that affects, mm-hmm. you know, the change you're trying to achieve. But it comes pretty quickly. And, um, you know, um, and like anything new, sometimes people are reluctant to change, but over time it's, you know, really kind of become the, the state of the art for, you know, forehead and brow rejuvenation. Right. I just can't imagine, you know, doing it the other way now when you've explained doing it this way. It just mm-hmm. seems like it's so much better for the patient. Yes, it's, it, yeah. it, it is and uh, it, in every way. And, uh, you know, it's I um, so uh, there are some occasions where if somebody wants to shorten their forehead and bring the hairline forward, you might make an incision along the hairline to so that you can actually take out part of the forehead so that you can shorten the forehead. And that would be one of the reasons why you might do an open lift. But, you know, still, in most cases, um, you know, unless you're really trying to alter the hairline significantly um you know we don't we don't need to do that type of procedure anymore and uh, you know you can control the height shape and contour very accurately with an endoscopic lift and uh, and almost it's adaptable to almost all cases and mm. um because it's so much less invasive and so much easier for the patient to recover and kind of invisible in terms of the incisions being hidden um it's pretty much the way we do almost all of our cases now yeah, you know, there's just, just when we, we talk about the transition and the evolution of surgery, one of the other things, I mean, that makes it, this kind of brow lift makes it easy now for you to do multiple procedures in one seating or setting. You right. don't have to just do one because that would have been pretty major taking out skin and then and and time consuming and probably harder for the patient to heal but now you can stack other procedures on top of that that's right you know the quicker the procedures are the less invasive they are the less risk of swelling bruising and the less downtime allows us to do multiple procedures at once so yeah historically um you know doing facial rejuvenation was usually piecemeal like you do a lower face neck lift or you might do the eyelids or you might do a brow lift but doing it all at once was not very common because if you added up the time of all those procedures, kind of the way they were done in the past, it would just be too much time in the OR and, you know, potentially too much swelling and all that. But nowadays, you know, it's just the opposite because we use technology, modern anesthesia techniques, um, less risk of swelling and bruising. It behooves the patient to do everything at once because you can have one surgery, one you know, one um, recovery period, and uh, it looks great because everything's been addressed. And it's it's superior, you know. Really, in the mid '90s is when I started doing more of the comprehensive facial rejuvenation, where we do everything at once, everything that needs to be done. Obviously, it's very individualized, customized, but that might include brow, uh, upper and lower lids, face, neck. Fat, fat augmentation, which we're going to talk more about, which is sort of re- you know shaping the face, not just lifting and tightening, but you know filling where you've lost volume and restoring lost volume, and then laser resurfacing if need be to help rejuvenate the skin, and that can all be done in one 
one procedure, thanks to you know modern technology, uh, which has led to you know improved techniques and faster surgery and more predictable outcomes. So, um, it's the state of the art is really remarkable now. You can you know just get this total rejuvenation of the face and you know just just you know in a procedure that's uh, just a couple of hours in the operating room and be you know looking twenty years, ten or twenty years mm-hmm. younger in, in a, you know in a week or two. It's fabulous one procedure but let's break it down into what's Mm. really in the elements of that one procedure uh when we we come back but before we take a break what is the march special yeah so a couple weeks left in the march special if you buy three hydrofacials you get a hundred dollars off and that's been extremely popular we've had a lot of people signing up for that hydrofacials of course are our most popular skincare regimen and it's a fantastic facial that um, exfoliates, does a deep cleansing, and then you hydrate the skin and can add rejuvenating topicals to that. So it's a wonderful procedure that makes you look great in the short run and in the long run. And uh, uh, in March, if you buy a package of three, you get $100 off. So it's been a you know a really popular uh, no special for us. That's yes. a really great deal. To find out more, you can go to azulbeauty.com. Uh, all of the specials and everything we talked about on, on well, you'll find on that website. You can also call 239-415-7576. That's 239-415-7576. You're listening to Look and Feel Your Best. Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas, Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs, and Cape Coral. I'm Gina Birch. We're going to be right back with more. Aging. It's inevitable, but it doesn't have to be endlessly frustrating. At Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa, patients are offered a wide variety of options for managing the signs of aging. Many of them involve non-surgical modalities like focused ultrasound energy or powerful radio frequency. Ultimately, the goal is to help evoke more love in each patient for their look. So let's talk about how the new Evoke treatment can do just that. Evoke is a new beauty treatment that is perfect for the times in which we're living. It's a truly hands-free, pain-free tissue remodeling technology that requires very little face-to-face time between the provider and the patient. The system deploys controlled radio frequency energy to the face or neck to remodel the subcutaneous layers of tissue in the cheeks, jawline, or under the chin. Each treatment is personalized to the patient to achieve results like firmer, tighter skin, lifted cheeks, and a more sculpted jawline. Each treatment lasts between 20 and 45 minutes and stimulates an ongoing remodeling process that can remarkably transform the shape of the face. Contact Azul today for your free Evoke consultation at 239-415-7576. Dr. Patrick Flaherty, Medical Director. Welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Birch with Dr. Patrick Flaherty. Dr. Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Southwest Florida. Azulbeauty.com is where you can find him after the show, or you can look him up now to see what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a picture of me on there, so I'm, we're, we're good with that. Um, anyway, we're talking this morning about uh, surgery and surgical procedures and um and how things have come so far as far as technology and procedures and, and new developments from when you first uh, started as a, as a plastic surgeon. Right, yeah, it's really interesting when you look back over the, you know, uh, the last 20, 30 years and see how much has changed uh, 
you know, it's um, it's remarkable. Um, I mean, of course, the years just go flying by, right? But it's it's really fun when you look back and say, oh wow, yeah, look at how much different we you know we practice now than we did uh, 20 years ago. Um, and 30 years ago, certainly. Um, and it's because of the, you know, everything gets better over time. You know, the technologies improve, the techniques improve, our understanding of anatomy, you know, our combined experience and the things we're doing imp- allows us to make observations and, and get a little bit better at what we do every day. Um, and that's, you know, definitely true in the case of cosmetic surgery. You know, a cosmetic surgery has gotten, uh, you know, safer, uh, more accurate, um, less downtime, um, you know, less risk. Um, and that's made it, uh, more appealing to more people. And, uh, you know, with a beat goes on, we keep doing more things, but, you know, we, we do, you know, at Azul, we pride ourselves in, in, uh, being, you know, the A to Z with regards to, um, our offerings. We don't limit it to just surgery or just to non-surgery. We try to be the best at everything because we have, you know, the best providers from estheticians to, our nurse, uh, you know, practitioners who do, you know, lots of lasers in the office and injectables, Botox fillers, and the liquid facelift, and uh, best surgeons, too, to do surgical rejuvenation, whether that's brow lifts, as we talked about, or eyelid surgery, or face and neck lifts, or fat augmentation. And uh, and in the in the realm of surgery, which is how I spend, you know, the majority of my time, um, you know, things have definitely gotten much, much better, um, even over the course of my career with better anesthesia techniques, uh, better technology, as we talked about with the endoscopic brow lift, how that's been really a revolutionized our approach to upper face, a forehead, brow rejuvenation in terms of uh, speed, accuracy, uh, minimal downtime, uh, you know, minimal morbidity in terms of, um, you know, what the patient's experience is. Uh, And it's true in in other areas too, including, you know, eyelid surgery, face and neck lifting, fat augmentation, and laser resurfacing, all of which have seen tremendous advances in, in the last 10, 20 years with our better understanding of anatomy, better techniques, and ability to get uh, more predictable and more accurate results. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about uh, the endoscopic brow lift, that was, to recap for people who may just be joining us, um, it used to be an open brow lift where you would just a huge incision, big scar, and now um, it's very tiny, and, and the new technology here is actually using that little scope, the endoscope, to go inside and see uh, the tissues underneath. Right, and endoscopes have you know revolutionary uh, revolutionized a lot of fields, including you know orthopedics, obviously knees and shoulders. Uh, you know these injuries that now they can assess the dram- damage directly with uh, arthroscopic surgery. You know we we can uh, you know um, you know evaluate the anatomy and um, actually guide the procedure um, in a brow lift and in other areas of face as well uh, with an endoscope that allows us to visualize the anatomy and um, allows us to accurately um, achieve, you know, release the tissues that need to be released and um, protect the tissues that need to be protected, uh, you know, visualizing the, you know, the important nerves that are in the path of where we're trying to release. Um, and, and so it just made the operation uh, safer, effect, uh, more effective, and uh, um, less downtime and more accurate as well. And the brows could argue, um, and I know we're going we're gonna to be moving on here, but I mean, we could argue that that's really the start of this whole thing, because if you've got a, a heavy brow and it droops down, that's just going to uh, just 
follow through the entire phase, right? So <laughs> it does. Like uh, as we've talked about on the show, you know, a lot of people will come in to have their eyelids evaluated when the brow is heavy because what they see in the mirror is that the upper eyelid looks heavy, but that can be because the upper lid has stretched, or it could be because the brow is heavy, or obviously a combination of the two. And so evaluating how much of how much of what you're seeing is uh, extra skin on the eyelid, how much of it is heavy brow. And what's the best path to correction? Of course, when we're looking at a situation like that where somebody has heaviness of the upper eyelid, you know, there's really sort of three options. One would be to take, you know, do a blepharoplasty, removing some of the extra skin of the eyelid. And that's a very common procedure because our eyelid skin is very thin. It stretches as we age. We get redundancy and fullness. And so trimming out a little bit of skin of the eyelid can help get rid of the fullness and open up the eye. But if the brow is really heavy, then that may not help very much, if at all. And so in those cases, the endoscopic brow lift becomes important. And, and sometimes even when you do an endoscopic brow lift, you find there's still heavy skin on the eyelid. So you need both where you do the brow lift and the eyelid at the same time. And so that's obviously requires a very kind of careful preoperative evaluation. Uh, that's a particular topic I speak on fairly frequently because we do a lot of eyelids and a lot of brows. And, you know, that's part and parcel to, um, you know, the types of procedures we're doing every day here at Azul and um, and knowing how to evaluate the patient to make sure you get the right you know the right result is the key there um, but in the eyelid uh, realm you know once we've decided what needs to be done if somebody's had a brow you know needs a brow lift we get the we do the brow lift first and then we assess the upper eyelid skin and that's at real time like while we're doing the procedure so you can kind of you know get a pretty good idea of how much a brow lift is going to correct the upper lid but then we're still going to remeasure it at that time to make sure we can get it as accurate as possible and then trimming out the extra skin of the eyelid is probably the most uh, commonly performed procedure on the face annually because um, our eyelid skin is very, very thin. It stretches very easily, um, and we start to get fullness or redundancy of the upper eyelid. We get crow's feet at the corners. We get bags and wrinkles under the eye. So trimming out a little bit of skin of the upper eyelid can open up the eye, help you see better. Um, sometimes that's covered by insurance, which is wonderful because if it helps you see better, it improves your peripheral vision. Insurance will sometimes cover upper eyelid surgery um, and certainly makes the eyes look more bright-eyed and vibrant. Yes. So when we and we talk about the eyelids, there are uh, different ways to go about them. The uh, removing that uh, extra skin is probably, like you said, the the most common thing that you do when when opening the eyes and right turning back the hands of time. Yeah, in the upper eyelid, you know, we we do get extra skin that creates extra folds and wrinkles, some heaviness. Um, so trimming out the extra skin uh, is the most common approach uh, for upper eyelid blepharoplasty. Now, sometimes people have excessive fat, which can give bags. That is most common in the inner corner, like around the nose, where you might get kind of a big bulge there, which would be a fat pocket that's protruding. But, you know, whenever possible, we like to preserve fat because we know you're going to lose fat with age. So as long as it's not creating an unsightly bulge or creating a problem, you know, a little bit of fullness is good because mm -hmm. that's very useful. And we get you know, one of the mega trends in aging is volume loss. We lose volume from our face with age. We lose fat and the bone resorbs and all that leads to this what we call deflation where you're almost taking air out of the balloon to the point where the balloon starts to sag. And that's something that we really didn't recognize, you know, in the early years that we very much recognize now that the uh, the volume loss is responsible for so much of what we see in facial aging, not only, you know, hollow cheeks and hollow temples and dark 
concentric circles under our eyes, but also just sagging of the skin. When you think about it, if you take a balloon and you let the air out, at some point it's going to start to sag and look wrinkled and you'll lose its form. When you fill air back into the balloon, it'll be tight and smooth and round, and that's a youthful face. It's uh, full and um, round and, uh, you know, you don't have the sagging because the tissues are full. You have, you know, robust fat pads throughout the face and those fat pads, you know, shrink over time. We lose fat from the face over time. And so one of the things we'll talk about a little later today is putting fat back in the face, restoring that loss volume, what we call fat augmentation or fat grafting or fat transfer. There's a lot of different names for it, but it really entails taking your own natural fat, harvesting it from the abdomen or flanks or wherever you have a little extra, spinning it down to concentrating it and using that fat to rebuild the volume in the face. And that's a, a wonderful procedure that can nicely rejuvenate the face um, and is great, you know, a great adjunct to face and neck lift and some of the other things we're doing. Okay. So when we're talking about the eyes, you told us all about the uh, the upper part, the lids, but mm -hmm. if you just take care of the top and not the bottom, <laughs> then you might look out of balance. Right, so what right. do we do and, for yeah, the lower lids? That's a good, good point. And I think one of the, uh, you know, one of the major trends in, in eyelids is that, you know, as we've gotten better at brow lifting and that's become easier, we do do less eyelid surgery. There's no question. Um, and when we do eyelid surgery, it's, it's a little bit less invasive. We're trimming out a little bit of the extra skin, um, preserving the fat. So that uh, upper lids have become a little simpler and a little less involved and a little quicker recovery. The lower lids uh, depends on what's going on. Um, you can get extra skin under the lower eyelids, so tightening the skin a little bit by what's called a pinch technique where we just trim out a little skin is a very popular procedure. Um, sometimes the fat pads in the lower lid get too robust. They get too full um, as that fat prolapses forward and that can create bags. So that's the one time when we will take out a little fat in the face is going through the inside of the lower lid to take out some of that extra fat to get rid of the bag. But we do a lot of filling underneath that with fillers or fat to fill in the hollow and help take away the dark circle. And so it's a combination of some skin tightening, some fat modification to kind of improve the contour. And with the eyelid skin, sometimes we'll do a, a chemical peel or a laser peel to tighten up the skin and get rid of the wrinkles. So we have a lot of tools in the lower eyelid. Yeah, that sounds like it. So uh, this is all part, again, of what you like to call uh, global regeneration, or there's another term you use Well, I like time. harmonious, harmonious rejuvenation, and, and that really speaks to kind of doing everything at once so that it mm -hmm. blends in, and that's that's kind of the way we do almost all of our facial rejuvenation because it just works better. You know, you get everything done, you have one recovery period, and it all blends in and looks good. Obviously, you don't have to do everything on everybody. Not everybody needs everything, and, mm -hmm. you know, so you, you, know, you have to... To, you know, these are customized procedures, but if somebody has like a heavy brow and heavy lids and a you know, heavy lower face and neck, and you just, let's say, do a face and neck lift, but you don't do anything to the upper part of the face, then you've created this disharmony where the lower face and neck look great, and then the eyes and brow look heavy, tired, and older, and it just doesn't match, and the results just are, are very limited in that regard. So, you know, doing it all together, you know, works best, and that's kind of the way we uh, approach this. We want you to have the best and longest lasting result, and we want you to do one procedure not two, and that makes more sense. All right, let's talk about the rest of this harmonious rejuvenation, meaning the neck 
Uh-huh. And uh, and lower face when we come back. But before we take a break, uh, let us know what this great March special is. Yeah, our estheticians have been rocking busy because uh, not only are they always busy, but uh, in March we're doing uh, buy three hydrofacials, get $100 off. So it's a fantastic deal. Been extremely popular. Um, if you don't know what a hydrofacial is, call and come in for a consultation and they'll explain it to you. But it's uh, a fantastic skincare procedure that sort of revolutionized the skincare world. And uh, um, it does, you know, exfoliates, deep cleansing, hydrates, and rejuvenates all in one process. It leaves you looking marvelous as you walk out the door and helps improve your skin for weeks to months to follow. And uh, if you buy three hydrofacials, you get $100 off. And it's all done in the office and no downtime. Find out more at azulebeauty.com, 239-415-7576. Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas with offices in Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs, and Cape Coral. I'm Gina Birch. You're listening to Look and Feel Your Best. We will be right back. Give your face the glow it deserves with a special offer from Dr. Flaherty and Azul. This month only, book a hydrofacial, buy three, and get a $100 gift card to spend however you like at Azul. This is one of the most popular med spa treatments, and for good reason. It is ideal for all skin types and maintains your skin's health by cleansing, exfoliating, and infusing it with nutrients. The treatment is customized for your skin needs, and a series of treatments goes a long way to keep you looking your best. Azul Offices, Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs, and Cape Coral. Welcome back to more of Look and Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Birch with Dr. Patrick Flaherty, who is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. Uh, He's got four offices in Southwest Florida. Go to azulebeauty.com and you can find out all of that information. We'll give you more, of course, as as the show goes on. But uh, we're talking about surgery today and all of the new technology and techniques and things that have happened to make Dr. Flaherty's job easier and in return make uh, any of us who are going (laughs) to be patients (laughs) our our recovery much easier as well. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I really like, and maybe this is true in every field too, but one of the things I love about cosmetic surgery is that it it, it is constant constantly changing mm-hmm. you know there's always new innovation new new products new procedures new techniques so you know the way i approach um my job day to day now is very different than it was 10 years ago and different yet than 20 years ago. And that's a result of, you know, innovation, um, new technology, new procedures, new techniques, and kind of the accumulated knowledge base in the field where we understand, you know, what things work and what things don't work. And that, that helps, but, um, it does make it really fun because it's, uh, you know, it's constantly of constantly evolving. Right. So, so when we, we, we started at the top of the face to this morning, we were talking about uh, the endoscopic brow lifts and the, and the uh, eye surgery and how if you only do that part of the face, which is fine, a lot of people want to do that, but this technology that we are talking about allows you to go ahead and do everything at once. And, and that way you have one recovery time. You, I mean, you age all at once, so it makes sense to correct everything all right, at once. Right, right. So we're moving down to the, the face, the lower <laughs> face and neck with Yeah, that. we'll talk about lower face and neck lifting. Um, and that obviously is a big calling card. You know, a lot of people come in because they start to see uh, laxity of the neck, loose skin on the neck, and that can be quite bothersome. Um, you know, especially when they're, you know, working out and eating right and staying mm-hmm. healthy. And, you know, we're all living 
living longer too. And then they look in the mirror and see this loose skin that makes them look like their mother or grandmother. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, they're like, what, what the or heck? Their or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or their father. Or their father, that's right, or grandfather. Yeah. Um, so um, anyway, um, you know, lower face and neck rejuvenation is very popular. And um, it is, you know, uh, techniques that have gotten better as well. You know, in, that, in this area, we... Uh, you know, part of it is lifting, you know, you get laxity of the lower face and neck. And in this area, you know, once we, you know, kind of lift and, and reposition the tissues of the lower face and neck, you, you end up creating a lot of extra skin. And when you do that, um, and you can see that if you look in the mirror and you kind of pull, you know, your face up or, you know, kind of at the lower face and neck, if you push it back toward the ears, you'll see there's lots of redundancy in and around your ears. And that's because there is loose skin, the skin stretches over time. And so, these techniques, we do hidden incisions, which are hidden inside the ear and behind the ear and in the hairline, so you can't see them, which is important. We release the skin and do a deep tightening of the face because uh, all the work really needs to be done on, not on the skin, but beneath the skin in a layer called the SMAS, the superficial musculoaponeurotic system, which is really a fibro, fibrous system that attaches these tissues together beneath the skin. And that's a great uh, network of fibrous tissue that we can use to tighten the face and neck and kind of can help control the shape of it and that would that improves the jawline neckline and tightens up the neckline and kind of gives us the structure we're looking for that more youthful shape and then really at that point you know you've just really tightened the face um, but you've got now all this extra skin because of the skin that's stretched over time and so you just have to trim the skin skin out in a very kind of aesthetic way where it all blends into these natural creases hidden inside your ear and behind you your know, so. you make it sound so easy but I look I'm looking at you know you and, and the structure of your face, and, and there's not a lot of places to hide. You know, I mean, it's this seems like it'd be it's a really tricky once you start getting to the lower face and neck. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a procedure with a thousand micro decisions throughout a procedure. I mean, we do these every day, mm -hmm. so I live in that world, and yeah. you know, it's just you're on, you know, it, it just becomes, you know, first nature, really. Uh, but it, you know, uh, that's, the, that's the key with any surgical procedure is, you know, going to somebody that does these every day where, right. you know, they see all the variations on a theme and know how to deal with all those little nuances. But, you know, I think about it sometimes, like how many micro decisions do I make in a particular case? And, you know, it's thousands, right? I mean, <laughs> exactly where to, you know, release and where to lift and where to tighten and all these things. But when you're doing it all day, every day, you get, you know, very good at that and it goes very smoothly and quickly. And, um, and that's the key. Um, and so, you know, in the lower face, I think um, some of the new tools that we've developed that have made it, again, less invasive and more predictable and more successful are, you know, delicate liposuction, you know, the fine cannulas that we can use to eliminate some of the extra fat that accumulates uh, uh, below the jawline or in the jowls or in the neck because the neck will accumulate some extra fat. So removing fat can be helpful to help thin and contour the neck, improve your jawline and neckline. It can also be used to reduce fullness of the jowls. So that can be very helpful. Um, there's another instrument called face tight, which is radio frequency delivered through a tiny little um, probe that goes under the skin. And that skin, that probe can heat the skin and tighten the skin. So obviously one of the goals in lower face and neck lifting is trying to do this in a less invasive way, you know, limiting the amount of incisions, but still getting a great result. And um, face tight is one of these new technologies that can actually shrink the skin, uh, thereby tightening tissue without removing tissue. And, um, 
this is an area of hot investigation because obviously as we get better and better at that, they, you know, they, the frontier may be, you know, tightening the face and neck without incisions, being able to do it or minimal incisions. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah, without taking out skin. But unfortunately, the technology isn't quite there yet to really, you know, uh, shrink wrap the jawline and neckline in a way <laughs> that would give you that more youthful shape without removing skin. But uh, we do have techniques that can help tighten the skin and we can use that to help tighten up the tissues of the neck. And I use it as an adjunct in facelift surgery to help improve the results, especially in the anterior neck, where the hardest part to tighten in the area that loosens the first is that anterior neck. So through a tiny little puncture under the chin, you can tighten the anterior neck. You know, with the face tie, you can remove the extra fat with lipo, and then that will help rejuvenate that without having to make a big incision or do, doing dissection there. And again, that's made that a less invasive procedure for that anterior neck. Then posteriorly, as we mentioned, we do the hidden incisions. We tighten the deep layers of the face. We trim out the extra skin, and uh, that helps to kind of give you a better jawline neckline. And, you know, again, the key there is tightening at the deep level so that there's no tension on the skin. So, you know, a lot of times people say, oh, I don't want to look like I had a facelift of course that's everybody's biggest fear and if you you know older techniques or you know where they didn't understand the anatomy as good where they tried to tighten everything with the skin that shows a lot of tension and makes the face look a little unnatural but if you windswept permanent right right (laughs) but if you can do that tightening at the deeper levels and the tensions at the deeper levels then you don't really need to put you know much much tension on the skin you're just trimming out the extra skin and that allows it to heal very natural Okay. So when you, you mentioned face tight and you use it as an adjunct, you use it in, in association with the other facelifts. Do you, would, is there ever a time where, because I know you have to be in the, in the surgical center to do that. Is there ever a time when you would use it standalone? Maybe if you, if you uh, yeah. piggyback it with some other things? Yeah. I mean, the great hope with face tight and all these technologies is it's going to be, you know, a great standalone procedure. And yes, I do use it as a standalone procedure, but in selected cases. So, um, you know, it's not as good as a facelift, of course, mm-hmm. obviously. So, and it's a little bit unpredictable in terms of who's going to respond well and who isn't. Now, it turns out, you know, thicker skin patients respond better, probably because the skin has uh, more, I don't know, more, more, uh, turgor to it or it's a little thicker and a little healthier so when you hit that with some heat you get more tightening so Mm. we've seen actually the best results in men with thicker skin with face tight and one really great procedure is if somebody's younger they've got some fullness of the neck in the past that would be somebody we would do neck liposuction which is a great great technique you just do tiny little punctures to do liposuction of the neck no skin is removed it gets rid of the fat the liposuction will actually tighten the skin so you get some improvement in the jaw line and neckline Hmm. um, because the act of doing the liposuction will stimulate the undersurface of the skin which causes it to tighten up so we've seen that you can get about a 10 percent tightening with liposuction alone of that skin envelope but when you add fat face tight to it and there's some data on this for using uh, this similar technology in other areas of the body you can get up to 30 percent tightening and so that's a great procedure so it's wonderful to use with neck liposuction um, and that can be as a standalone procedure if somebody you know, is younger, has some fullness, some mild laxity. The older we get, the more loose the skin gets, the harder it is to, to solve that problem with just heat alone and shrinking alone. So um, then you get to, you know, a stage where, you know, there's just too much loose skin and you're going to get the best result, you're going to need to take out skin. And so, um, you know, we, we look at patients and, and evaluate them and determine what's going to be the best path for them. But um, it, it kind of, it sorts out pretty quickly with that. 
So you had mentioned that, uh, we're going to go ahead and get into the three-dimensional part of it here, and I know we're going to have to, to take a break in the middle, but um, you fat is a big part of, of what you're looking with on the face. You either need some or you need to remove some. So yeah. so far we've talked about you know the liposuction and under the eyes removing the extra fat, but um, it seems like more often than not, people need additional fat in their yeah, face. Yeah, we get thin with age and we lose volume. And, uh, you know, the only areas that we really remove fat, well, you know, it, obviously every case is different. But, you know, lower eyelids, if those fat pads get too too prominent, then trimming out a little fat there. In the neck, we can get fullness that kind of obscures the jawline or gives you a heavy jowl or just fullness of the neck. That can help improve the contour of the neck. But, you know, really, if you look at the face globally, we lose a lot more fat. You know, um, it's just the shape changes and the fat gets redistributed and it doesn't go f- away as fast in certain areas. So it's almost, uh, you know, what we're really talking about is redistributing the fat. And that's what fat augmentation is. So it's using your own natural fat to restore volume. And so the big areas, uh, temples, you know, upper and lower lids, cheeks, jawline, uh, chin, lips. I mean, pretty much everywhere we lose fat pads and that causes us to look gaunt a little bit thinner, a little more gaunt, a little more hollow. And so restoring um, some of that volume with fat augmentation we'll, we'll talk about here in this next segment is a really important way to make you look younger and healthier in a very natural way. One, another way to make your face, or at least your skin, look a little younger is by uh, treating it to something called the hydrofacial. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah, so for March, we do have a special uh, that has been very, very popular. So you only have a, like a couple weeks left to take advantage of this. And that's where you buy three hydrofacials, you get $100 off. Hydrofacials are the cornerstone of our skincare uh, platform here at Azul. It's a fabulous procedure that exfoliates, does a deep cleansing, hydrates, and then you can do a very customized rejuvenation based on your skin type. And our, our estheticians are fabulous and highly experienced with this technique and can show you the the ropes and the nuance of how that goes. And even if you've never heard of it and you're curious, you can call and have a consultation, which is free. And if it makes sense for you, then obviously you can proceed with the treatment, but there's no obligation there. So that's the best way to learn. And people ask me about skin all the time and say, what do I do? And I always say, come and see an est- you know, see a really mm, experienced, qualified esthetician. Because skin skincare is guided discovery. You know, it's not one treatment works the same for everybody. So uh, hydrofacials are pretty much great for everybody, but beyond that, the topicals and things we use are very individualized, and uh, you know, and there is a little bit of trial and error because everybody's skin is different. So sure. um, working with a really experienced esthetician can make all the difference, and then that way you're not buying a bunch of products that sit on your counter because they didn't work for <laughs> I you. Know, you know? I know, I hate that. Yes. I think we've all done that. <laughs> Let's try to avoid that. Why don't you give uh, Dr. Flaherty and uh, the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa a call at 239 239- azulbeauty.com is the website Dr. Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas he has offices in Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs and Cape Coral I'm Gina Birch, we will be right back with more of Look and Feel Your Best Aging, it's inevitable but it doesn't have to be endlessly frustrating At Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa, patients are offered a wide variety of options for managing the signs of aging. Many of them involve non-surgical modalities like focused ultrasound energy or powerful radio frequency. Ultimately, the goal is to help evoke more love in each patient for their look. 
So let's talk about how the new Evoke treatment can do just that. Evoke is a new beauty treatment that is perfect for the times in which we're living. It's a truly hands-free, pain-free tissue remodeling technology that requires very little face-to-face -face time between the provider and the patient. The system deploys controlled radio frequency energy to the face or neck to remodel the subcutaneous layers of tissue in the cheeks, jawline, or under the chin. Each treatment is personalized to the patient to achieve results like firmer, tighter skin, lifted cheeks, and a more sculpted jawline. Each treatment lasts between 20 and 45 minutes and stimulates an ongoing remodeling process that can remarkably transform the shape of the face. Contact Azul today for your free Evoke consultation at 239-415-7576. Dr. Patrick Flaherty, Medical Director. Back to Look and Feel Your Best with Dr. Patrick Flaherty. I'm Gina Birch. Dr. Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. Four offices in Southwest Florida. Azulbeauty.com is the website where you can find out more. But uh, we're this morning talking a, a lot about surgery and surgical rejuvenation and, and, and how the ropes have changed quite a bit over the years when it comes to technique and technology. And just really, uh, it's, it's such a great benefit for the patient uh, who can now go in and get a total um, you know, forehead to, to neck rejuvenation <laughs> in one swoop. Yeah, you know, and it is interesting. Um, you know, some patients come in and they're complaining of lower face and neck and, uh, you know, so that's really all I want to do. And But they may have a heavy, heavy eyelids, heavy brow. And the reality is, you know, I mean, again, every face is different. So we, you know, we go through the steps of evaluating all the tissues and look at what the best options are and discuss those. But um, many times if you, you know, correct the lower face and neck and they have a heavy brow, it accentuates the fact that the brow is heavy. You see heaviness around the eyes. You can see worsening of the crow's feet because you've you know lifted this area from the eye down and that looks you know lifted and tight and, and youthful and then the upper part actually looks more loose and uh as a result of that you know so that disharmonious uh event so um it's really important to look at the face you know as you know the big picture first and then break it down into the elements and and then come up with a plan that makes sense but more and more in, in my practice it's more of the comprehensive rejuvenation because you know that works best it makes people look the best it makes them look um the youngest the most complete and actually it makes them look more natural too mm -hmm. and i remember when i had that aha moment probably back in the 90s when we started doing more full faces all the time and patients were happier they looked better they looked more natural and it's because if you rejuvenate one part of the face and leave the other part unrejuvenated then it's going to be it just doesn't look quite right and this way, everything blends in, and it's that harmonious rejuvenation, which is really the gold standard. Mm -hmm. So lifting and tightening are, are kind of what everybody understands when it comes to uh, facial cosmetic surgery and rejuvenation. But it's more than lifting and tightening. It's also um, filling in. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, you know, think back. We talk about, you know, aging and how does it happen. Yeah, sure, sun damage to the skin and stretching of the skin, but a huge part of facial aging is volume loss. And you can see that if you look at pictures of people as they age through the decades, 
Um, the face gets smaller and deflated and thinner and uh, more hollow. And it's because we lose, you know, uh, the fat pads of the face. We have multiple fat pads that are overlapping. And when we're, when we're young, you just have this nice full face and everything is a convexity. It's all kind of round and like a balloon that's filled with air. I love that analogy because that's what a youthful face looks like. Mm-hmm. It's soft and smooth and round and there's no, you know, kind of imperfections. Then as we age, we start to lose fat from the face with age and, you know, other things happen as well. But as the fat starts to disappear and the bone resorbs too, so our bone bones will change over the course of the decades and they, they resorb. And so you're losing some of that bony support for the face, which causes that deflation to worsen. And that shows up with things like dark circles under the eyes or flat cheeks or hollow cheeks or hollow temples or lines and creases around the mouth or drooping, you know, jowls on the jawline and neck laxity. You know, when you think about even the skin laxity is partly a result of loss of volume. You don't have enough stuffing to hold the face up. <laughs> so so it um, falls. And so um, replacing volume becomes important. And of course, we know that now you can see how popular the facial fillers are. People are coming in for injectables to fill in dark circles and lift the cheeks and fill in temples and lines and creases around the mouth. So fillers can address a lot of these volume changes. But um, you know, when people ask, well, what's the best filler or what's the best play- way to restore lost volume? Definitely the best way is fat augmentation. And so what is fat augmentation? Fat augmentation is a surgical procedure. It's a procedure where we use delicate liposuction to harvest fat from your abdomen, flanks, or wherever you have extra. And then we spin the fat down in a centrifuge to concentrate it. And then we use that fat, that harvested concentrated fat cells, to restore the volume in the face. And there's very delicate techniques where you use a cannula, which is blunt-tipped, very small, very delicate, blunt-tipped instrument. We can make a tiny little puncture with a specialized needle in the skin and then use this cannula to layer the fat into the deeper levels of the face, starting at the level of the bone and the deeper muscles of the face, and just sort of build that fat up to restore some of that volume you know, in the cheeks and you know, pretty much the whole face. When we do fat augmentation, I always do it as a comprehensive procedure because obviously we lose fat everywhere kind of at the same time. So we'll typically do, you know, temples, upper lid, lower lid, cheeks, jawline, and around the mouth, including the lips if, you know, if needed, um, and just restore some of that volume. And it, it's it's a remarkable technique because, one, fat is living tissue. So you're basically transplanting living cells from the abdomen to the face. Um, not all of them will survive the transfer, but on average, about 50% do. But we, you know, will do, you know, 50 cc's of fat in a typical setting. And so, you know, if you get 25 cc's surviving or 30 cc's surviving, that's a huge amount of tissue. And that can really create this softening effect to the face. Um, and it's very subtle. It gives you just a more youthful, healthy look because volume loss is subtle. It occurs gradually over time. Mm-hmm. And then when you get old enough, it's like, wow, yeah, that's a really hollow kind of a gaunt face, but it doesn't happen overnight. Um, And so it's very gradual over many years. Uh, But at the end of the day, um, you know, volume loss is a big part of that aging face. And up until really recent times, we never really addressed that. We would do lifting procedures, you know, brow lifts, eyelids, face and neck lifts, tighten the skin, but but the underlying structures were, you know, deflated. Right. And so, you know, fat augmentation gives us this opportunity 
to restore some of that lost volume, which is a really important aspect of rejuvenation because it, it takes away some of that hollowness, gauntness, and makes people look just healthier and younger. Sure does. And then when we talk about that, you know, it's not just one area of the face. It really is, like you said, globally from from uh, the, the temples all the way down to the jawline. Right, right. And everything and, in between. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's the best way to do fat. You know, it's interesting. Fat is um, not really analogous to fillers completely because with fillers, we can do volume. You know, you can do deep fills like you do with fat to create volume, but you can also fill in lines and creases and small wrinkles with fillers. With fat, you can't use it like a, a filler in terms of fine lines and creases. We just use it for volume. And so we're trying to restore that youthful volume in the face. So it's placed very deep. So you can do temples and upper lid and lower lid and cheek and jawline and lips and really the whole face. But it's done at a very deep level where you don't see or feel the fat, but it creates some three-dimensional filling, which makes us look healthier and younger. Okay. And, you know, besides fat, that's underneath, which we're filling up the balloon. I love that analogy as well. Um, the balloon itself, the skin, is is kind of like the final element of, of when we're talking about surgical rejuvenation and, and how we can really uh, make some great strides in making our skin itself look younger and healthier. Right. And that's been a big step forward. So, you know, nowadays, if we're looking at facial rejuvenation, where we might do an endoscopic brow lift, eyelids, face, and neck lift, then do fat so that we're restoring volume, not just tightening. And, you know, you know, tightening by itself works great, does give you a great improvement in the shape and contour, but if you haven't replaced volume, you've sort of lost that piece of the rejuvenation. So fat augmentation allows us to restore some of that lost volume. And again, it's individualized. Some people retain fat very well throughout their life and don't need much volume, and others mm-hmm. not. But almost every case, we either do fat or some fat fillers because we all lose volume in different areas of the face and almost all of us could use some restored volume whether it's filling in dark circles or lifting the cheeks or doing the entire face with fat and so you know we use both uh, on a daily basis Um, but then as you mentioned if you finish all that and you have sun damaged skin with brown spots and wrinkles then you've got this beautifully reshaped face with old sun damaged skin Mm -hmm. and that's where you know uh, laser resurfacing comes in. And again, like everything else, the technologies for laser resurfacing have gotten better and better. We have a, bra- uh, a brand new Cyton laser system, which is wonderful. It allows us to remove skin just tiny, tiny slivers at a time. If somebody just has a lot of pigmentary change and fine lines, we can do a very superficial laser peel, get rid of the brown spots, tighten up the skin, and get this incredible rejuvenation of the skin. If somebody's got uh, some more severe sun damage with deeper lines and wrinkles and we can go you know do several passes with that laser at a little higher energy to uh, tighten up the skin with heat and again remove you know the unwanted brown spots and wrinkles and um, so it's a very adjustable system which allows us to treat patients at the same time as we do facelifts in the past um, with the more aggressive co2 laser systems we couldn't um safely do you know facelifts and laser at the same time because sometimes they would just be too slow to heal from that but with the modern technology and the better instrumentation and the better laser systems which where we can really accurately control the amount of energy we're using we can do facelifts and full face laser resurfacing at the same time and very safely um, get that done have them you know first phase of healing over in a week and 
being out and about is pretty remarkable. And you mentioned, um, you know, doing the the fat augmentation and the laser together as well. Uh, and I think it's 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 always fun for me to note here that. Um, we're talking about the speed and healing and how things have changed over the years that, uh, that actually the fat augmentation has kind of had a side benefit of speeding that healing a little. Yeah, it does. When you take fat out and you spin it down in a centrifuge, you're concentrating the fat cells, but you're also concentrating the stem cells and, uh, the growth factors that are in that fat. And so that's this really super soup of, uh, healing proteins that you're putting into the tissue. Like in a super soup. (laughs) Yeah. It helps it heal so much quicker. And so when we do fat augmentation and laser together, the laser, the surgery, the skin heals so much faster because of the fat augmentation, all those healing proteins. And as we mentioned before, that's a great one-two punch on somebody that's already had a lift. They don't probably need another facelift or brow lift or they've had the tightening, but they've got sun-damaged skin and they've got volume loss. So you can do fat augmentation and you can do a laser. There's no cutting, no stitching, but they have an incredible rejuvenation. You get rid of all the sunspots and wrinkles. You restore some of that lost volume and they look, you know, 10, 20 years younger without mm-hmm. any cutting or stitching. So it's a it's a wonderful procedure. And, you know, like I said, each of these little pieces of the puzzle, adding fat to lifting procedures has made it that much better. Adding laser to lifting plus fat plus laser, again, is another quantum leap forward, for again, for the patients that need that. That's right. It's amazing. And you can find more about all of this online at azulbeauty.com. While you're there, you can also tool around and find out about the March special on hydrofacials. Uh, yeah. So uh, for March, and we only got a couple weeks left here, but uh, if you buy three hydrofacials, you get $100 off. So it's a fantastic deal, uh, a discount on the hydrofacials, which is our most popular um, skincare procedure. Um, so if you're interested, you can call up and uh, talk to the girls about that special. If you want to come in and meet with the esthetician and talk about how the hydrofacials work, I'm sure a lot of you have, are familiar with it. But if not, you can come in and meet with one of our estheticians, talk about skincare, hydrofacials, etc. And if it makes sense, you can, uh, you know, then move forward with that. But there's no obligation with those consultations and we don't charge for those either. 239-415-7576. Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Fort Myers, Naples, Cape Coral, and Bonita Springs. I'm Gina Birch. It was fun this morning, and I guess we're going to do it again next week, aren't we? Same time, same place. <laughs> All right. I look Thanks. forward to seeing yeah, you. Yeah, me too. Stay Thanks. warm. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> we wouldn't hear that in this area very often. Thanks for joining us for Look and Feel Your Best. We'll be back next week with more.